0: Okay, um, just leave it on the porch. I'll come get it. And they oh, yeah. still, they'd still knock every time I'm like, I just wait there. Wait for
1: yeah. to leave it. I, I <laughs> still do the same thing. I refuse to answer the door if Doordash comes, and they yep. knock on the door. I'm like, if they hang out for a little bit, I'll be like, all right, I'll answer it. But if it's like if they just like knock and wait like 10 seconds, I'm like, I'm not opening the door. Nope, you just leave it. I' specifically <laughs> like, ordered through DoorDash so I didn't have to talk to somebody.
0: Exactly, or like like I'll dash stuff at work, and I'll be like, "Hey, if you could just leave it in the front lobby, like no one's ever up there, like just that'd be awesome." Thank you. And they always like, try to poke. They always try to poke the head into the shop, and they're like, Davy, I'm like, "Just leave it up there." Thank you.
2: Ruin the whole <laughs> Turn point. And be like, "Yo,
1: Davy, your food's here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ruin the whole
2: point.
1: Yep.
0: Anyway, yeah. Shout out to the pandemic for making me comfortable in such situations oh, where I would usually Thank be you. social. <laughs> And welcome to the JTN Podcast. My name's Davey Hazard. That's Joe Tawanski. We got our special guest again, Matt Steelman. And Joe's really mad at me right now.
3: You didn't even call it the right name. You didn't even call your own podcast by its name. Like, this one's already a train wreck. Like, already. We're not even 20 seconds into it. And it's a train wreck.
1: (laughs) This seems to happen every time I come on. I feel like that's a common denominator. I feel like if
0: Welcome, we just... What, wait, what did I say? I don't even know what JTN I said. JTN
3: Podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to...
3: <laughs> this is the JTN Podcast. This is the Fake Racers Podcast with him, Davey Hazard. Special guest, Matthew Steelman. I'm Joe Twain. Hello. Oh, um.
0: This is, We're going to have a good episode today. This is, yeah, this is the, this is the to towel.
3: The Davey towel, actually towel. watched racing this weekend. That's good. Ouch. Pain. Hurt. It's true, though. Yeah. It's true. Sometimes the truth hurts. Um.
2: Mm. But yeah, welcome mm-hmm. back. Sir Steelman.
1: Hello. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back. He's here. Yeah.
3: Davy's here.
0: I'm here. And we're ready to party.
3: Davy was only like two minutes late, too. That so was great.
0: No, I wasn't. I was only, I was, I was only I was, like was three. Sure. So it's perfectly all right. on time. 830 on the dot.
3: Yeah, I call. I call the via- but. Via- 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 via-
0: I, I'd check the time.
1: Which is don't funny because I got here after Davey, but I'm not getting yelled at. Go to the all. tape. Just yeah, go to the tape, Joe. Yo.
3: You're special guest. Go to the tape. So.
1: Go to the, the tape. Guest. My mom says I'm special. Go to the dang tape.
3: Oh, off to a burning start. <laughs> but of course, this is the Big <clears> Racers <throat> Podcast, folks. Make sure if you haven't already, if you're on YouTube, you drop a like, subscribe to us. I don't know why you would, but you can. Uh, that option is definitely there. If you hit the dislike button, um, I don't know, you suck. I guess is what I'm supposed to say, but that's okay, too. Yeah,
0: interaction!
3: Yeah! you comment below what you think, because we're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff tonight, starting off with NASCAR, what people are saying should be the new tradition. Road America and the 4th of July, they went together pretty good, didn't they?
0: They did. It was a party. (laughs) Those, Those road course fans, man, especially for NASCAR races, they know how to party. Uh... It looked like it. it Honestly, it looked like a really fun weekend. Everyone that I saw, like on Twitter, that was there, was having a blast. Like honestly, like it looked like a legitimately really fun weekend. I'm down for it.
1: Yeah, from the little bit I saw on TV, uh, or should say saw on TV live, um, definitely looked like they were into it. Uh, Road America is a great place too. I I love that track.
3: Road America is fun. Xfinity race I thought was better than the Cup race. Up race was kind of, it had its lulls, right? Because of the full caution at the end of stage one that got prolonged because they were at the end of stage one. But there's a lot of good racing throughout. Again, this goes back to my whole argument and I will continue to make it. Unique racetracks make for unique racing. Unique racing is always good. Road America, a road course, a more natural road course than uh, pretty much every other circuit that we're going to go to this year in terms of road courses. Watkins Glen isn't really a natural road course. Roval, Indianapolis, obviously. Daytona was not. Coda is an F1 track. Sonoma, not a natural road course in a lot of senses. So it's the most natural one that we've <laughs> gone to in the Cup Series ever. So um, I don't know. It was it, it was unique. It was fun. Good atmosphere, right? And that's what you want from a 4th of July race because you celebrate you America.
0: Oh, yeah, you do. I, that was, I, I noticed that a lot, like all the drivers, I, I like saw people in the industry every time, Like everyone who was rolling into Road America could not get over how beautiful it was. Um, some of the shots on TV, some of the shots that like were posted on social media, just absolutely beautiful. Dude, what a, what a gorgeous racetrack, gorgeous, gorgeous time of the year. Um, and honestly, I really liked all the racing. Like I, I really liked, you know, the cup cars were kind of struggling to get around that track in some places, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, Xfinity cars as well. Even though they've been there a couple more times, I really enjoyed both races. I think we need to go back. I think we need to make it July Fourth weekend. We got to make it the thing. Uh, I know oh, I just I... said that like earlier, but it was, <laughs> I just I just loved it. It was so cool.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I, I missed the Xfinity race live, but like watching the highlights of it, it just looked like it was awesome. And I mean, and and I mean that's usually one of the best races of the year. So, um, yeah. and like I thought it was a really good fit for for Cup and everything. So. I'm, yeah. I'm down.
3: It's it good was. when you go to places where you already have a little bit of book, even if it wasn't with the cup cars specifically, right? You know, Sanctioning Bodies at least been there partially. Um, I know that a lot... It, it was really surprising to see how many people actually hadn't been there. You know what I mean? I, I was, like, really taken by surprise with that, especially considering this was, like, the big move that a lot of people said they were for. And then to hear that so many guys hadn't been there... Um, so they, it sounds like they took more of a blind stab at it than what we gave them credit for in the first place. But um, yeah, they've already <coughs> announced that they're gonna have a, a race on the schedule next year. I would assume it'll probably be the same weekend. It it just it makes sense. It works. Um, you're not down in South in the middle at the beginning of July where it's really hot. You're not in Daytona yeah. where you're gonna have, you know, rain most likely. So, yep, it works out. <laughs> and if it rains, you got rain tires. But that's a whole different issue. We're not going to talk about tonight.
0: That's not an issue. What a
1: Dan!
3: What a You get point. the
1: bonus. You get the bonus of going to somewhere that has America in the title on Fourth of July weekend. That's
0: a fair point.
1: I didn't think uh, about that. There
0: you go. <laughs> oh man! But, but, uh, yeah. think, it seemed like a success, though. Like, yeah. like generally speaking, no one was unhappy with the weekend. Like, I'd call that a good weekend. Normally, we have a lot of fights after NASCAR races. This one was just like. <laughs> It happened. Chase Elliott won, and everyone was like, "Oh, Chase Elliott won the road course." Eh, but like, yeah. you know, other than that, like everyone was pretty happy with the racing, the the atmosphere, which I, I've noticed has been I don't know. Maybe again, who knows? Maybe this is just an NBC thing, kind of highlighting the atmosphere because both races they've done, albeit that one was in Nashville, which is a uh, at least recently untapped racing market, and then Road America, which. I don't have to say anything else about again, road course racing fans in America. They party hard, they go hard. Sebring Seabring is insanity. You don't go to Sebring and remember anything about it, um, like that kind of thing. <laughs> like I just it it kind of I, I don't know if this is an NBC thing, if this is just a coincidence, or if it's both or the tracks, but it really like it feels like the last few races have been actual events. And I've enjoyed oh, yeah. every bit of it.
3: Um, if I may, though, Fox did a lot of the same things that they would have got ridiculed for it. If I can be a downer real quick. Yeah, um, they would have. Um, nah,
0: like what? Like what? What's here?
3: Because Fox got criticized so much for being campy, right? I think that's what we, we've talked about it. They were campy. They they were. You can't say that they weren't. You know, showing Jay Leno and I don't know his co-host on his new game show for 20 laps during the Coke 600. That was definitely a low point. Um, but I feel like when Fox does these types of like maybe, you know, highlighting the atmosphere thing, they don't get the same reception. I don't know if and NBC probably would do it, does a better job of it too. Mm-hmm. That's why you're, you're, your people are more open to it. But like you said, they've done a good job when this was the Hey Rutt segment, instead of going to this Jack Collinsworth guy, people hated it. Like I, I I know that was like two years ago, but I just remember yeah. everyone always talked about, oh, I hate seeing Rutledge Wood randomly at the Ferris wheel. And you know what I mean? And it's the same thing. It's just it's, <laughs> a, it's a different way.
0: I'll interject real quick and say that I've always loved Rutledge Wood. And oh. I think he gets just respected. He know, I, I said this in the USRL discord. Rutledge Wood knows more about cars than most of that damn garage area. And I can guarantee it. Uh, okay. He's a smart guy, but, you know, he has to play a I- character.
1: I think the other thing is when people talk about the campiness of Fox, I think they're mostly referring to the booth. How it's like you know, we gotta distract from all the time be like, You gotta win Clint Boyers money and how uh, we're goofballs up in the booth while NBC like you know, you'll have Junior and Steve Letart and Jeff Burton, they'll they'll crack jokes with each other a little bit, but it's they mostly stay on topic to the race. Win Clint Boyers money, put yeah. it out like Which was annoying, because I thought Boyer did a really good job in the booth. Like, I was fully ready to be totally annoyed by Clint Boyer this year, and I was like, oh, I'm actually enjoying (laughs) listening to him talk when they talk about racing.
0: I agree. I actually do agree with that.
3: Yeah. But, um, yeah, and NBC did another thing that they've done a little bit more this year, but really using the helicopter shots, overhead shots. And they were so good on a road There were some good ones. There
0: were some good ones of those. I can't remember the specific ones, but they were following, I think they were following them down into turn five, up that hill, into the left, down into the right, like, they followed them for like, a good middle portion of road America. And it was so good. It was so freaking good. I, I didn't even remember that until you just brought, brought it up just now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really nice. And all the camera work, isn't just this all the time. <laughs> hey, check it out. Look at this car. Super oh, we're going to zoom right in on the left front tire. Cause that's all you can see. Thanks zoomed
0: in. Uh, for our audio listeners. Super
1: zoomed in. Yeah. That's a 1967 Chevy Nova, by the way. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I hate, they, are, they are really, over zooms. Yeah.
0: they are really guilty of that. And, it's become more and more of a thing that they do.
1: It's it's almost like, um, I know Davey <laughs> hasn't, but Joe, have you ever watched like any of the NFL film stuff and how they have their own cinematographers and they'll do like these crazy cool close-ups and everything on the action? It's almost like Fox's NASCAR team has watched that and been like, "We want to do that," but they don't realize that NFL film stuff doesn't work for live footage because. It's like you watch the game and then you go back and you're like all right now let's let's get in close let's see the cool side of it. You know, there's a reason they don't do that for broadcasts.
3: And mm. I think I think that's the difference. I think Fox has gone towards a more philosophy of presenting the sport like stick and ball sport where NBC has kind of let it be sport. Yeah. Um because Fox it's is, you know, Fox did the big transition to FS1 away from speed um uh, which whatever a mild success cuz it, it hasn't it definitely hasn't been all it's hyped up to be because it's not even the second most watched sports network it's not even the third most watched sports network. um Ooh. well it's espn espn2 and bcsn which is going away so they'll i mean they'll move up one but it's um <laughs> it's i think they I'm, a lot of the big wigs at fox
1: i think fox sports is going away too fs1 no. yeah i think so uh Disney Closing Fox Sports and Star that Sports Channel. Old. Oh, so, never mind. That's, That's the Southeast regional network. Never yeah. mind.
3: No. <laughs> now it's Bally Sports. I thought I had
1: heard something about that. Yeah,
3: because yeah, okay. uh, that was all because if Disney held all those regional networks and they had ESPN, they would it was an antitrust thing.
1: Yeah, they would have had a monopoly.
3: Yep. But um, I I think they've kind of they still have a lot of old old heads running the show there that um. Yeah aren't necessarily into motorsports all that much. I think it shows with the way they they don't really promote the races until, like, the week of. Or, you know, Daytona 500, you don't see big promotions until, like, if they have the NFC Championship game or a couple weeks before, that's where you really see the big promotional push. Where NBC promotes, like, the Indianapolis 500. They'll promote it two, three, four months out. They'll promote these big events. They're already promoting the NASCAR Championship all the way in November. Like, they promote that as part of what they have. Uh Fox used to do that, they don't do it anymore to the same degree. So I think hmm. it goes back to that they they're not as interested in promoting their the product that they're paying all this money for. That in turn means okay, we're not going to spend time actually trying to understand and figure out how to present this product in the best light. And then it's just a snowball effect because they're angry and now NBC has yeah. a big you know, list of notes about what not to do uh, and what to do. <sighs> but I, I think that's that's how you got to play. And plus, it, it always falls on Fox to set up season, two, uh-huh. which I think Mike Joy has talked about it before. It, it's on them to set things up. And then NBC, it, it's it's a lot easier sometimes to close out a story than to start it.
1: Yeah, you know for I? sure.
3: So yeah. I think that's part of. Where that that struggle comes in, because I think Fox's broadcasts a lot of times are really good. They just have these lackluster sec- sec- sections, segments, whatever, um, and then people people in general just like, I don't know. I I went on a yeah. rant. I know I did, but mm. I don't care. It's my show. You know,
4: is what it is. So. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I make the rules.
3: I make the rules. <laughs> you guys just call sit there me baby. And listen, IndyCar went to mid Ohio in a uh, It the, the start was atrocious. <laughs> um,
2: uh, that's, that's
3: about as much as I saw until the highlights of the end of the race. William the idea- Powerful. Dude, Penske cars like can't catch a break and I am I am well,
2: well
0: <laughs> yeah you know, half of, one one of them couldn't. finally
3: caught a break.
0: Yeah, well even
3: then did. the race was
0: slipping away there at the end. Dude, like the it just it was like really about to not go his way. I mean, it the whole race, race was kind of like culminating to this Joseph Newgarden win. Like you could just you could just kind of tell he was fastest. He was absolutely dominant. And then at the end <laughs> at the end. It was like shades of Detroit all, all over again. Marcus <laughs> Erickson was like breathing down his neck. Oh, I I, re- yeah. I really thought he was gonna get to him. I think the push to pass push to pass.
2: Push, yep. P2P. Push to pass. The
0: P2P advantage really helped him out there at the end. Because uh he was like it was it was looking pretty dire coming to the finish. I don't know how much You said you didn't watch too much of that race, did you Joe? You watched the ending? I got gotcha. you. I was kind of kind of in and out for most of the IndyCar race. I did, I, I did watch a lot of it. I had it on and I was I was paying attention, but I mean, really like a, a re- pretty normal IndyCar race, you know, started out kind of wild. The willpower thing was yeah, that was just it's like, how could I like it just can't get can't get much worse for Penske at this point. I was like, yeah, they're going to lose this race. There's no way this is bad. <laughs> bad juju all over it. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson spin. Oh Baby steps there. Didn't
3: finish last, didn't qualify last for like the seventh time out of eight races or whatever. Let's go, Jim Jam. Everyone beat
0: every. (laughs) IndyCar fans when Dalton Kellett qualifies ahead of Jimmy Johnson. Hey! uh, IndyCar fans when Jimmy Johnson qualifies ahead of Dalton Kellett for like the millionth time. Uh, Imagine crickets.
1: What? Jimmy Johnson isn't good at a motorsport immediately that he's never driven and he's like 40-something? Ooh. What? Crazy. Man. Kick him out. Yeah,
0: out Clearly school. not doing anything for the sport.
1: Yeah, um, it's not like... No, like It's just like a part-time car that Ganassi started up because Jimmy's earned the right to just go screw around to whatever motorsport he wants. <laughs> not even a part-time
3: <laughs> car. It's a full-time team. I mean,
1: they they yeah. run... I know oh, what you're right. saying. Actually, they, they're running all the races
3: because yeah. PK's in for the holes, but... Yeah. To that point, like, look at all the, the sponsor exposure. I've seen all those Carvana ads during the NASCAR races oh, yeah. now that they're, they're over on NBC. Crazy. It's like, hey, look at that. A sponsor wanting to activate with our sport, and then the IndyCar <laughs> fans are like, I know!
4: It's like, people are mad! This is what you've been You able- know, I'm, I'm not pissed that a,
1: a successful
0: company wants to invest into IndyCar. I'm so angry about it.
1: Damn it! So, how many people are in an IndyCar pit crew? Like, Seven. Right six or seven <laughs> something like that. I don't remember. So That's at least seven jobs. Jimmy Johnson's created by going to NASCAR or I mean but to IndyCar. Carvana ads and then <clears throat> all of the commercials <throat> and the sponsor money that he brings in. Plus, he's given Tony Canon a part time ride as well. All the people back at the shop who get to work on it and all the new eyes that Jimmy Johnson brings to IndyCar. But no, he's bad. He qualified he's, 20th. He's bad.
0: And I see too many, <laughs> many Carvana ads.
2: Mm, yeah, i angry. <laughs>
0: Like, it's the same nonsense that I, I felt when, and this is really unrelated, I'm going on a tangent. Um, same nonsense that I felt when people were mad when NASCAR bought IMSA. It's like, yeah, I too am really mad that a successful motorsports entity wants to invest in sports car racing. I'm so mad about it. Yeah. What are you talking about? It can only be a good thing. It can only be a good thing because Jimmy Johnson's not going to be around forever. Carvana has staying power. It's a successful business. Ah, uh, it's dumb.
1: Even then, you can look at it like when Danica came to NASCAR, and it was like, you're getting a hugely popular driver coming to your motorsport, dropping their the one that they're already in. They're bringing tons of new sponsors. She brought GoDaddy and... And then later on nature's bakery and all the, other, and like, uh, I think Aspen dental was a new one that jumped on. I Plus all is. the jobs that it created at JRM and Stuart Haas for her driving for them. Like it was, even if Danica's career didn't go that great, like look at how much good she did for NASCAR. Yeah. Like pe- Jimmy's people, just doing the same thing.
0: People just, I, it comes down to people just not being able to see the forest from
1: the trees. Um, yeah. Or for the, well, tree, it, excuse me. Yeah. now it's all the haters. be like, hey, it was all Chad can the whole time. Duh. <laughs> You know, I, I don't even They could. they won one race with william byron i Daytona. don't
0: even i don't even entertain that yeah. nonsense anymore and <laughs> like i said I, we're, we're we're becoming the, those people that talk about jimmy johnson with indycar i i know but like yeah. sorry i'm a jimmy johnson fan uh i'm once again going to reiterate <laughs> yes once again i'm going <laughs> to reiterate that um when you when you say that Jimmy Johnson's doing like really bad and it's like this is this is awful. He's doing really bad. That's really bad. That is he, he sucks. Like you're really devaluing the talent that it takes to drive an indie car. Because I don't know if you know this, but indie cars are hard to drive. <laughs> like a lot of power. You know, a lot of downforce, really good brakes. Jimmy Johnson is not not used to, especially recently with the lot of power thing. Like yeah. he's not used to driving any of that. Um no power steering, which I mean, I know cars that aren't built to have power steering are a little easier to drive than, you know, whatever. But, like, regardless, no power. I mean, it's it's a totally different animal. It, these cars are hard to drive, they're hard to manhandle. He's driving on some of the, like, gnarliest street circuits that exist probably in the world outside of, like, Macau. I mean, Detroit is. Oh, yeah. Detroit is Detroit hell.
4: It is awful. Detroit
0: is hell. Like, I love it. like yeah. everyone loves it, and and the drivers love it. But Detroit. Truthfully speaking, from like a purist motorsport perspective, for driving on and racing on, it's hell. Like those, it's not easy to do what he's trying to do with very little experience. And again, crapping on Jimmy is one thing, but like saying that he needs to be kicked out of the sport or that he's not doing good enough—that's my favorite one—is that he's not doing good enough. He should be doing better. Really. Really devalues the talent that the top IndyCar oh, drivers yeah. have right it's now. It's
1: such a disservice to all the drivers in IndyCar to be like, "Oh, Jimmy should be running up front all the time." And it's like,
0: he should, <laughs> should at least be more, like less than like two seconds off the pace. Yeah.
3: What? <laughs> and there's guys that have been doing it their entire careers that are yeah. right around him in speed and pace.
0: Anyway, uh, that's our. That's our. That's you
3: got your Nashville I'm tickets, sorry. right?
0: I got. Oh my God, I got a... Can I, can I talk about that? Is Go this ahead. appropriate time to talk about the Nashville yep. thing? Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to complain real quick. Uh-uh. So all right. I've been doing. waiting. They've had, they've had three day tickets, uh, three day Nashville GP motor music city, GP tickets on sale for months and months and months now. Like basically from the beginning of the season, um, music city, GP tickets for all three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday have been on sale. That's like, that's like all the support races on Saturday. I think there's a Trans Am race on Saturday too. Like I really would have liked to go see it, but it's just not going to work out. I'm going to be with my friends. We're going to do other Nashville things. It's fine. Um, so I wanted to go for the single day. Um, single day tickets went on sale today, um, a month before the race, for the for the race day. Pretty annoying, but you know whatever. That's fine. They go on sale 11 a.m. Eastern. I'll just I got Ticketmaster on my phone right here. I'm logged in. My payment's ready, and the tickets are eighty five dollars. I'm like ooh okay well you know, that's the whole reason I'm going to Nashville for like four or five days. That's okay. I'm going to get to see my hero race again. I didn't think I'd be able to do that after the last Daytona race. Here I am. I get to see my first IndyCar race. I get to see my hero race, and it's going to be great. So I go to buy. You know, I'm going to buy three tickets for me and my friends, and we're going to watch the IndyCar race. Um, whatever kind of expensive, eighty-five dollars. Go to check out. Each ticket has. I don't know if this, and this probably isn't an IndyCar thing. This is probably maybe a Ticketmaster thing. It's an IndyCar thing. That's no, annoying as master. hell. No, it's a ticket. Oh, it's yeah, Ticketmaster thing. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough then. So, and, and an organizer thing, I guess, with the with the it's initial high mess. price already. Go even ahead. the even like the actual ticket price itself.
3: Probably, I would. Yeah, that is just, annoying just as hell.
0: Continue. Any anyway, the the tickets each had like thirty five dollars of service charges each.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's the like, Ticketmaster thing.
0: Dang and like i knew this i knew that i like i knew the service charges thing wasn't like an indycar thing or particularly an organizer thing i was like yo i'm gonna pay 323 dollars to be at a racetrack for one damn day <laughs> like jeez um. oh my gosh like and i just know like i just know that the like the like the because i feel like 85 for a single day ticket is a is a bit much oh yeah there like i go to yeah. cup races that are less than that often
3: and you can see the for whole track. more
0: that i where i can see more of the track and i can see more racing just by time standards alone um like so i my, my theory here is this they waited all this time so they could sell three-day tickets they waited all this time and that way the demand would be really high and the supply would be really low for single day tickets on sunday and so now that Now I got price gouged, and now I paid a lot of money. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, but- I was
1: going to say, back in 2018, me and one of my buddies went to Sonoma for the IndyCar finale. And it was like 50 bucks, And you right. got IndyCar, uh, classic Trans Am, so like a bunch of old 60s cars. Uh, Porsche GT2 and GT3 Cup. And uh, not Indy Lights, but some other open wheel feeder series. And yeah. I think there was even something else. There was like five races for like all day, 50 bucks. So yeah, you kind of got ripped off.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, it's the only reason I was going to Nashville and I didn't yeah. want to miss out
1: on any tickets
0: and wait for them to go down in price. Cause if I don't go to the race, which is the only reason I'm going to Nashville, <laughs> I'm going to be really upset. So I had yeah. to, I had to stick through and I had to pay for them, but it was a little, it was a little much. I had something I wanted to say anyway. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Yes, I just wanted to share that experience of buying. Mm. And, and actually like <laughs> it was kind of funny. Noah in the USRL Discord, Noah Joyce, uh friend of the friend friend of the show, friend of the show. He's yeah. he's a USRL driver, whatever. Um yeah. he watches. Yeah, that's right. He, he was say he said something really funny. He was like, "Yep, that's that's sounds about right. Uh time to do that for 3 years and then everyone gets sick of it and doesn't want to attend and then the track and then the race dies." It's like, "Oh, ouch. Yeah." <laughs> So about <laughs> Why is there right?
1: nobody in the stands?
0: <laughs> I was like, damn, oh you actually just described so many crappy street races to a D like, yeah. that didn't last. Oh, man. That, that's well, sa- that's sad.
3: It's like for going to the Brickyard Weekend Weekend after you're going to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Saturday ticket where you get the Xfinity race and the IndyCar race, $60 or something like that. We're down in like in Oval Turn 4, so that's like Turn 1-2. Um, mm. and then for Sunday it's $60 too and you get less racing but it's the same price like there's there's this premium that they're putting on these series that I don't yeah. think is fair yeah. $85 that's a because what the three day tickets were like 200
0: the three day tickets were like I can literally check right now I the three
3: day to... tickets obviously they'd be cheaper per day right yes
0: yes, but yes 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 yes
3: that seems like it was a it's a lot cheaper
0: Wait. It's it's not like it's a, it is a lot. I think it, it couldn't have been more than like 150 or 160 for 3 days.
3: Yeah, see like at that point
0: I should have just and then like, try like to sell the
3: other 2 days worth of tickets. I mean, that's what I would, you know. Even if you can get someone to buy them for each for like <laughs> oh my 25 god. Yeah,
0: g- general admission for the 3-day tickets are is $131.
3: Yeah. So absurd. I mean Sunday would obviously obviously be the big day. Dude, I gotta, I gotta write that that down. I do. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) forgot we're doing a show for a second.
3: That's okay. Um, a little squiggly next to it, saying. There, there are there there are
0: some single day tickets that are 115 as well, and some of the probably more popular stands.
3: That's crazy. But like you said, people people wonder why these these events don't out I'm... yeah
0: it's yeah. really sad like i was uh, like i hope that's like not a thing that happens because yeah anyway like again like like why even wait that long like, it's got to be why yeah, like, i don't they know waited, why
3: they waited so long they waited for out. people to buy
0: up all three days and then i get because i i checked like i checked how many seats there were left for like if i were to buy a three-day ticket and like all the stands together it was like 1200 seats left total so, I mean, there's probably only 1,200 single-day tickets, and it was probably by design for them to wait that long and put them on sale. It's like, oh, premium, what you've been waiting for? Which is like how they've advertised it. Like,
2: oh. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that's probably what it was. Uh, anyway. Go ahead. Mm. I thought someone oh, just, was about to talk. Anyway.
3: We got to move on. We got to move on. That's exit move on. Lucas yeah. Oil Raceway.
0: There you go. Let me tell you. That was fun. It was pretty good. I, it was nice to see the cars back on pavement. My yeah. dad said as much, and I agreed.
3: That's where. That's yeah. uh, honestly, I, I could do out dirt races, one or none next time out. If they keep to the six races, I, I don't Just think I don't think we need more than one. Um, <laughs> Big heavy cars aren't built to drive on dirt, so yeah. <laughs> um, Eldora was probably better than Knoxville, though. But uh, Ernie Francis Jr. obviously wins. He's the guy that you know in all of this has the most to gain. From SRX, mm-hmm. from a name standpoint, right now Trans Am obviously isn't widely in the sports world outside of actually going to an event. Yeah. So he obviously has the most gain. Tony Stewart struggled, even though he's the points leader. <laughs> that was kind of good to see. Don't know if it was on purpose. I would doubt it, I doubt it's on purpose, but yeah, you, know, you never know.
0: Really happy for me, Francis. That was a really po- That seemed like a really popular win from a kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's young too, man. God, he's young. God, he's my age.
3: Yeah, he's young. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, are you winning me? SRX
0: races? <laughs> no, no. Nor am I winning like six Trans Am championships or whatever he's won. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: dude, I'm 26. Know. How do you think that I feel? <laughs> I think I'm a decade old. No, no, I'm eight years older than Sam Mayer, who just Come made on, his debut. Jesus Same birthday too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. God. He just anyway. barely got to make his debut, <laughs> too.
1: Yeah, they th- no. That was the funny thing is, um, because he made his debut last weekend. It was last Saturday, right? Right or Sunday. So it was, his ber- it, or, birthday was Saturday. Yeah, so it was literally a day after he turned eighteen. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Thanks, NASCAR rules. But yeah, SRX was mm. fun. <laughs> right. It had fun. I
0: I liked it. Yeah. It was a good race. Like I said, it, it was just, nice to stand back on
1: payment. It was just cool to see Lucas Oil Raceway again because I love that place. I'm still mad. Xfinity doesn't go there anymore. Well, yeah, there's I, a
3: there. If, if you look at the facility, there is definitely a reason why the Xfinity is here, and it's yeah structure. That's why they don't yeah. go to places. You no, know, everyone yeah. wants them to go know. to. I know. Like send fine. trucks there
1: or something, man. It's, it's such still a good short track.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, but build it back up. Darn it, yeah. I want to see yeah. racing there. I I think. I mean, I. It's just it's just such a cool track. It's sad. It's sad that it's the way it is because I would. The racing there, I think, would be pretty good, and especially in the Xfinity cars. Oh.
3: if it was owned by yeah. NASCAR, you know what I mean, it, it would be there because yeah. they would do something to do it all with building the garage area outside the track and yeah, that
2: yeah. Stuff.
3: Uh, obviously, Elio ran into Scott Speed, which I'm not a big Scott Speed guy. So I I, yeah. I, I love Elio. So I was yeah, go get him.
0: But hate, yeah. it, hate it for the SRX guy, <laughs> <laughs> dude. They tore. They, Elio Castroneves. I'm <laughs> not a big Elio Castroneves fan, but I really do not like Scott Speed more than I don't don't care for Elio Castroneves. Um, wow, he was not going to get through that corner without dumping him. I mean, he was. Oh yeah, I don't. He was hooked no. right.
2: Yeah.
0: Probably from the center of the corner down to the straightaway, trying to get him around. Yeah. It was so funny. It was so good. God.
1: God, yeah, yeah. I I just don't get Scott Speed. Like, and just, his eye racing shenanigans were yeah. so funny. Back Scott in the day. Speed's. Career I was like, trajectory. are you like a brand ambassador?
0: Scott Speed's career trajectory <laughs> yeah. is one of those interesting things in sport. I don't even know how he got an SRXC in
1: the first place.
0: Um, yeah, that name. was
1: the most surprising thing to me.
0: Yeah, name, but like, what,
1: like, what has he, what is he, what, what has he done?
3: Rallycross. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to. Shout out to Bobby Santos again. Weird seeing him again. Bobby Santos third. Uh, he dumped Paul Tracy, so good on you, bud. Thank you.
3: Paul Tracy really Rocking funny. up in a police car.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, don't God, like, I, I don't like. I don't like PT. I
0: don't like PT at all. PT is a little a hole. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't like stand him. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Opinions we all have them like buttholes. Um, Paul Tracy is one. So,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'll uh, give the man something. He's he's making it interesting. You, yeah. you got to have someone that you love to hate. And yeah. that's got to be Paul Tracy and then keep him in for all. He's for basically
1: all... just like a wrestling villain at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. And you know what? Like, honestly, power to SRX, keep him around. If it gives us some <laughs> someone to lump on, well, every series needs that, right? Like, everyone yeah. needs that. It's the biggest thing about Kyle Bush. Like, yeah, you, you don't like them, but you need them. You need a Kyle Bush. You yeah. need them. You need someone to hate. You know, like I don't like Noah Gregson, but you need to hate Noah Gregson. You know, you gotta hate him. It's fun to hate him. I I love, love
3: to hate them. I
0: love <laughs> hating Noah Gregson. It's great. I love
3: hating Paul Tracy. Someone's got to wear the black hat. Exactly. I don't
1: know if I'd say I love hating Noah Gregson, but I do hate Noah Gregson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could go into a whole no Gregson thing, but we'll move. We'll leave that we'll another time. On.
1: We'll uh, try to well, keep opportunities. Next time out he does something, s- next time he does something stupid on track, I'll I'll just go in on. I'll, I'll go hard. So
3: <laughs> that's yeah. fair. That's fair. You know who went really hard? <laughs> Justin Marks, man. Talk about Dude. talk about college. Just full spend.
0: So. <laughs> I was uh, in my car. I had just finished lunch at work, and I was like, oh, "I'll sneak an extra couple minutes to listen to this announcement." And I was like, "Okay, it's about to start. Let me tab out. I tabbed out real quick, went to Discord for a second, and I tabbed back in. I literally tabbed back in. It was like out of a. It was like out of a cartoon." we would like to announce that we have bought chip ganassi racing and all the assets i'm like wait wait what did i miss what the hell like what are you talking about
1: <laughs> yeah i i was on my 10 minute break at work so i'm just sitting there in the break room and i'm like drinking my red bull and i'm checking my phone i'm like Get. <laughs> when yeah. i saw the the tweet in our discord server i was like what
0: <laughs> unbelievable news oh yeah. my gosh
3: what a, I, I put get, it, what a it, twist! I put it on the same pedestal as Stuart Haas Racing announcing they're switching to Ford on April Fool's Day in uh, 2016, <laughs> which they did. And I, I legit thought it was like a spam account at first. I put it on that <laughs> same pedestal of out of complete left field.
1: Yep. You could even go back to like Tony Stewart just announcing he's going to go buy into Haas, like out of the blue. Dude. Three years removed from winning a championship, and he's like, later, <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably like, like uh, 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 we're gonna we're just naming announcements now, but like up there with like Carl Edwards announcing his retirement, like,
2: oh dude, yeah,
0: like, like up there, like seriously, groundbreaking,
1: like just totally makes colleague look unexpected. like a bunch of scrubs. <laughs> yeah. Also, can we appreciate the the Giga Chad level? A uh, move of this is where they were going to buy Spire's charter, and then spy- and then colleagues swooped out from underneath them, and so they're like, "All right, well, we'll just buy the team that <sighs> provides for Spire."
0: <laughs> yeah, and I got I gotta say this is a huge, huge, massive vote of confidence from what I believe to be one of the better businessmen in the sport, Justin Marks, oh, yeah. into NASCAR and the Cup Series, and and you know probably especially the next gen car. What you got, Joe?
3: I was going to say, I, people need to realize, too, when they, okay, he bought Chip Ganassi Racing, what's the thing that actually has the value? Do any of those employees, do any of those cars, what has, does the building have value? No, it's it's the, those charters, right? Those charters yeah. are, and I, oh, I just, this is why I, I hate the new car. The one reason I have to hate it is now we're giving the owners so much equity in the sport that I don't want them to run it because that's where you run into issues. You know what I mean? Like Elaborate. Okay, now you have your charters, right? Your charters are going to mm-hmm. hold value. The cars should hold value too because they're not going to be changing from year to year. It's a common chassis. Everyone has to run the same chassis. Everyone has to run, except for the paneling on the body. Everything's the same and the motor. Now we have these two things that should hold their value. Decently well, right? They're talking these cars are gonna be seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar investments, probably more, probably north of that. One point two five. I don't know, whatever it may be. They're gonna hold value though. Compared to what we have now. the equipment doesn't hold the value at all. all these chassis are gonna go become Xfinity chassis, or you know, some of them will get Frankenstein into trucks somehow or ARCA cars or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um I just I always I always worry about giving one and it's this it's like it's it's the same thing with like a political you look you worry about giving one piece one person too big of a piece more than a third and I feel like the charter with charters and the new car you're giving owners a little too much a little too. I much. don't know if
1: I don't know if I follow how the the car contributes to that because you can make the, the argument that the jet, the uh, COT was the same way because the COT was supposed to be a universal chassis that you can use from track to track and theoretically use year to year.
3: The development of the COT was controlled by the teams where the development of the current, the new chassis will be by the sanctioning body. So it's not like you can change anything to the chassis. It's not like you can do any of that development underneath what we see on track. You you can change track bar mounts. You can change all this other stuff, but you can't change the physical aspects of the car.
1: Wouldn't that be taking power away from the teams then?
3: Yes and no. It's give it, again it, it's about giving them equity rather than letting them have the free room to the room to roam.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
3: Um, which so I, I of, what... I'd rather give them the room to innovate than give them equity.
2: Well, what kind of
0: concerns do you think that raises then?
3: That the teams will be able to dictate the way the sport goes and I I've already seen where the teams dictate the way the sport goes. Everyone hates it. Everyone hates the current package. Everyone hated last year. Teams that's been a problem that.
1: in F1 for decades too. Uh, yeah. Is there's the teams have so much bargaining power over the direction the series goes that you get stuff like Mercedes wiping the floor with everybody for seven years. Uh, yeah. That that's, that's my only point.
3: problem with it. and it's not to say that like the owners and stuff, they should they shouldn't be able to make money off of the sport. But there should be different yeah. ways to make money off of the sport than having such a big piece of the pie.
1: Yeah, and that's That's the thing that is so backwards about the charter system is so what they're trying to, what it seems like they're trying to do is they're trying to make charters like franchises in a sport, in a sport like the NFL. But Uh. the problem is there's no guaranteed return on investment. Like there is in a stick and ball sport. Like if you look at the NFL, every single one of those 32 franchises makes money because of revenue sharing and, and TV money. And that's something that's not in place for racing. There's literally no guarantee that you can make money. So if you're a backmarker team, like what's the incentive like if you're Rick Ware, like what's the incentive to try when you can just flip your charters three years down the road or three years down the road?
3: I don't think at this point they're looking to flip all those charters. I really don't, because there there yeah. is something to a team like Ryan Priest's team. They're going out there and they're running every race and they're being as competitive as they can. And then there's Rick, Re- Rick Ware's team that's kind of, you know, they're, they're OK with being where they are. That's, yeah, that's, a nice that, way that's to put what
1: it. I'm more referring to is, yeah. is like teams like Rick Ware or how Spire openly was like, we're just going to run a shoestring operation for two years because it's more affordable that way. Right. Because and then once we have the money, we'll actually try.
3: But yeah. aren't they making revenue then? I mean, they're still making revenue. It's just that yeah, they're they're willing to they're trying to take profits instead of these other teams that are okay with dipping into the red a little bit.
1: That's yeah. That's it what I'm saying. It's, it's okay. bad for the level of competition. Yeah. When you have six to eight cars who are openly like, who cares how we run? <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get there. I I, yeah. I need I needed the yeah. little push. Need that little push there. But yeah, and, and that's just the charter system. You know, everyone hates it. On the outside, I'm all the team owners. I'm sure love it, and you know the team owners that have the charters love it, and probably the team owners yeah. that don't have the charters hate it. Yeah. Um, but you have a GMS still has to get a charter from somewhere, right? Yep. And that's, I think that's the last twenty three eleven wants to get a second charter. They want to open a second team. They probably can. They can probably afford it. So that's two charters that figure out if they're going to get them or not. Um.
1: That's- that's the thing that's so baffling about the charter system is so you have the next gen, which is supposed to be modular and super easy to build. And it's like, yeah, we want to attract new manufacturers and new teams, but then you limit it to 36 spots. And it's like, yeah, if you don't have one, so good friggin' luck. Yeah. And it's like, really, so do you want new teams or not?
0: It's a purpose. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: you've you've put together the infrastructure to try to make it affordable but now you've basically now that the sales of charters have established a 10 million dollar barrier of entry just to even lock yourself into a race it's again to throw it back to f1 formula one for decades super stingy about who can join the grid and and there's like a a ridiculous bond that you have to pay just to even get in and it's like Look at where that's got you. You're staring down the barrel of a 16 car grid in the next few years if things don't mm-hmm. change. You haven't had a full grid since 1995. Like, you have to change things because you've been turning, you're literally turning teams away. And it seems like NASCAR's trending that same way, where they're like, yeah, no, we, we want to put up this barrier to prevent people from getting in.
3: Look, it's like, I don't
1: understand it.
3: Can't fill up 40 cars because if you don't have a charter, you don't get a, that guaranteed exactly. share of the revenue.
1: And to take it back to the sports metaphor, like it's elusive to be in the NFL or the NHL because you're guaranteed to make money, pretty much. I mean, the NHL is a little different, but like NFL teams all make money because of revenue sharing, and there's no guaranteed return on investment in racing. Like, there's so many expenses that it's like you can't you can't run a motorsport like that. It just doesn't make sense.
3: Well, sorry.
1: God, God. I I was was saying, that was the end of my thoughts. and
3: something like the NFL has the luxury of being labeled as a non-profit. Yeah, that too. Or something like NASCAR, I don't, I, I don't think they fall under that same tax code, so... Yeah. You know...
1: I... <sighs> the other thing that's incredible, like, that's so telling about this is, so, we all know that Spire bought those... T- or not Spire, uh, colleague bought those two charters for $10 million each. That's and the told. reported... Yeah, that's allegedly. And then the reported price that Marks and, and Trackhouse paid was thirty-five million for all of CGR, which that mean you know, they're not gonna also sell their charters for ten. That means the price is gonna go up because now they're so it's supply and demand. So that means they less than fifteen million dollars for an entire organization. Like over two thirds of that cost went into just entries. Like how insane is that?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, and Ganassi said it too. Like he made he made like a really good business offer, right? It. it yeah. So there's no mm-hmm. way that they paid at least what calling paid. They had to pay more.
1: Mm-hmm. They're probably yeah. in the
3: twelve five for the, each charter. So that puts them at. That put them at it puts them at like 20 I'm doing my math wrong Uh, puts them at 25 well, million well, yeah. yeah so then so, 10 million for the team
1: yeah 10 million for an entire fleet of race cars an entire shop <laughs> all the equipment theoretically all the employees like <laughs> that's just insane to me that it's oh god
3: and it's a shop that they I, don't I even the have in their plans so right because track houses and marks it Made it very abundantly clear that they want their operations to be based in Nashville.
1: Yeah, you know, so it, it almost makes it seem like the thirty-five million was for both charters, right. and they're just going to have to flip everything else to make up the the additional cost.
3: Like that building, will get sold.
1: You yeah, get
3: some industrial company or another race team, whatever it yeah. may yep. be. And a lot of those employees are going to lose their jobs. And I know people are already saying that there, you know, wide layoffs, and there are because you know, many chassis builders. Fabricators and whatnot, but um, yeah. End of the day, there's there's you know when you buy another team when you merge companies, there's a lot of you know don't need to
1: a lot of redundancies, yeah.
3: Oh, so that I mean that's the thing that that really sucks about it. There, there is you know there's stories about the Chip Ganassi employees not knowing until that day. Um, uh. Uh, you know some people were trying to say that they found out on social media, and that actually worked for Chip Ganassi. So <laughs> they we're told that morning we're not gonna we're not gonna say names. We're not gonna.
1: Yep. That was one of my favorite arguments that I saw where some dude was like, this is so crappy that this happened. And one of the guys who works for CGR was like, yeah, we had a company wide meeting and the guy was like, no, they didn't. And he's like, I work for the team. I right. was definitely there.
3: <laughs> but it's just, it's, it sucks. Cause you, the other thing that comes out of this is you lose a name like Chip Ganassi. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone always talks about Roger Penske, Chip Ganassi. They're, they're one and the same. In terms of their reach in motorsports, now you lose one from NASCAR. And I don't know what that says about NASCAR. I'm sure someone's gonna have some crackpot theory about what it means for this, you know, losing a B-tier team. But, um, it just sucks because you, you lose that name brand recognition. Like Trackhouse yeah. isn't a name brand,
1: and it's not like it's an entirely bad thing. Like when Furniture Row shut down, because you're like, oh, there's a car. Like it's it's a great new team that's buying in. And track house looks like they're going to do things that are special, but it just sucks that it has to be like the charter system has forced them into a position where they have to buy out an entire team just to make sure they can be on the grid next year. Right. You know, that's the
3: issue with it. Not the fact that they,
1: (laughs) and that either Ross and Ross Chastain and, or Kurt Busch are both going to lose their jobs.
3: I still think Ross is probably going to end up going back to colleague. I, yeah, I really and people are like, there's no way they build three cars for one weekend. Why not?
1: I mean, <laughs> they already do it for Xfinity.
3: Matt colleagues like he is all in on this. I got money
1: good. to spend. Let's do this.
0: Basically, um, yeah. like, you guys had a very heartfelt discussion there. I was, I'm, I'm like not. I I do the I I drive them. You guys can be the team owners. I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you you're the one with all the talent here. So
3: no, yeah, yeah very much
0: so. Goodness no. Uh, I mean, uh, on on t- on the topic of it being, s- it is sad that uh, a name like Anassi is leaving the sport. I uh, I'm I I'm not gonna lie here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot right now. Um, Justin Marks has the potential to reach that level for motorsports. I think. Oh, He's I a really think so. smart yeah. guy. He's run multiple race teams. Runs multiple successful businesses. He has like on top of GoPro, uh, he used to have or currently still does have like this carting import and export business like you know his company his dad comes from you know big tech out and down the like west and midwest and all that stuff like he's a smart guy loves racing absolutely loves the sport from from what i knew of him prior to like the last few years wanted nothing to do with the cup team because it didn't make sense now that it makes sense he's all in i uh he's committed definitely and I, i like i really think justin mark's has the potential to be that name and have that staying power in nascar and and who knows what else he does outside of nascar i know he loves nascar more than anything so
3: i will circle back for you um just just remember you love him when you're complaining about your 85 dollar indie car ticket with all the ticket master <laughs> fees just just remember that that you love justin mark's part of that nashville promotion i mean so is
0: so is dale, so Hart is dale jr jr. I, dale I Hart jr i'm just saying i'm just i'm
3: just putting it out there just Putting it out. Yes, there. I, I
0: hold on let me call up beep boop boop justin why you <laughs> yeah. take the price bad
1: i should i should have mentioned it to him at gopro uh yeah
0: come hey, on, the, hey justin can you get the single day
1: ticket yeah hey price? man it's nice to meet you by the way Single day tickets, Nashville for Nashville. tickets, dude. Come on.
0: Like the single. Can you get the single? Can we do that like now or like? Yeah. Do we, we got to wait till later? Still. And also, can they not be eighty five dollars? I know you make these decisions. So.
1: Speaking speaking of junior though, like, I know he's came out recently and was talking about like, oh yeah, charters are good for NASCAR, and I'm like, I literally could not disagree more. But
3: he, he circled back on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. He was like, yeah, charters. Probably are good. after he
0: tried to freaking buy one. <laughs> yeah,
1: charters are good. Now let me explain why they're bad. But like, is it not a huge like flag for NASCAR when your most popular driver of all time is like I'm thinking about going cup racing and then he sees how much charters are and he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
3: I think there, there you'd end up seeing a conflict of interest there though with and I think he probably enjoys the broadcasting thing. I think that's it. That is his place to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think you look back at like a Ned Jarrett. Look back at some of these drivers, Daryl Waltrip. Um, there are guys that come from the race car that they they belong in that booth. They belong with having their voice out there with the sport yeah. week in week out. I think there would end up being a conflict of interest there eventually. I mean, we saw it with Jeff Gordon, pretty obviously.
1: Hasn't um, hasn't has Junior called Xfinity races before? He
3: has, and he's usually really good about it. I just I just worry yeah. over time. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
3: And he's even talked I- about that. It, it you know he he tries really really hard i feel like the extra stress you, you don't need it
1: yeah and you, there's there's always been there's commentators that are definitely a little bit darrell Waltrip was a particularly biased announcer like he wore on his sleeve what drivers he liked yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's yep. that's honestly more of a, a credit to junior to just be like yeah i don't really want to call my own cars because i can't be unbiased all the time right <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you saw with rusty wallace how he would he would come up with tons of excuses for steven and it's like rusty oh my god you gotta just call it how it is dude <laughs> I, I
0: called i called rusty wallace racing the steven wallace charity foundation today on the discord
3: <laughs> yeah wasn't there someone posted oh on twitter god. today the clip of like joy like absolutely roasting Stephen Wallace yeah a 2012. the 2012 he's like he missed
1: this. one <laughs> yeah it's the 2011 I think Daytona that's probably 500. why
3: the that's probably why the conversation came up on the disc I know
1: no it's Daryl Waltrip that's who it was no I um, thought it was
3: Mike Joy that said it wasn't it
1: Mike, was sure was Mike Joy? it was one of those two Mike Joy yeah it was Mike the 2011 Joy, Mike Joy's the is, only
3: guy that has enough clout to do something on like that yeah
1: he missed the it was the Daytona 500 in 2011 yeah and I think it was when Brad Kozlowski wrecked and Stephen Wallace barely missed him and one of the two of them was like he missed him he missed one <laughs> And I mean, he came piloted in, after. like,
3: 10, 10 seconds so after good. the wreck. Wasn't
0: that yeah. the same year that he ran into the pole
1: that, during uh, testing or that practice or in, That was in, like, 08, I think, uh, was when he did that. To, to yeah. his
3: credit, though, um, he's had a decently successful eight model career since... Uh, good for him. Out. Yeah,
1: he, he was a solid... Shirt. Like, so, Stephen Wallace had a little bit of talent. He just wrecked. <laughs> All the time. Like, he just didn't know the limits of the car. And, like, he would have good runs, and then he would just do t- completely boneheaded things. Um, I think it was in 07 at, like, Memphis or something like that, where he and Carl Edwards were just running laps around <laughs> everybody else. And then he just ran over Carl on a restart, wrecked both of their cars. Like, he would just do stuff like that all the time. And it's like, Steve, what?
3: Sounds about right. Come
1: on. or Or when he just... When it was at uh, IRP and like Brendan gone wrecked and then Stephen Wallace just sauced it into the corner and slid into him and junked both of their cars. I, I was like, what are you one. doing, dude?
0: <laughs> that's hey. the I think. The, wow, that's the most tangent we've ever
3: tangent. Yeah, hey. somehow
1: we're talking about Stephen Wallace.
3: <laughs> hey, we that's got to know it's Wallace. a good show when we, we don't
1: follow uh, the script at man, all. Can but- we get Stephen Wallace in SRX? Oh, my God.
3: Ugh. I bet we
0: could get Stephen Wallace on the show for like a probably. For like it a would be bucks. great.
1: It'd be so good if they got him an SRX too, because it would have like all their achievements, and it, like they already look like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for Michael Waltrip. They're <laughs> like hey, for NASCAR wins. No 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 no
3: no no, 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 no. Don't get me no, wrong. Two days on 500s not, and an all-star I All an Star. win. I will not take any Michael Waltrip. Two days on
0: the 500s and an All Star win. He all right, was, Mr. Matthew Steele. Let me change that to Marco Andretti. Okay, t- that's I, fair.
1: Yeah, but it's all their achievements, and then Marco and it's like two-time IndyCar winner, and then Paul Tracy
0: lost 2002 Indy 500.
1: Yeah, and then <laughs> and like Stanica Patrick's feet, and then uh, you, <laughs> you get to Stephen Wallace, and it's just like an empty box. Competed like, in the Daytona next, 500 once. Like <laughs> Xfinity Series participant, <laughs> yeah. only driver
0: to hit pole in Daytona infield.
1: <laughs> Rusty Wallace's son. <laughs> there you go oh man uh, we love you Stephen wallace <laughs> do fan we? of the show
3: we do. do we hey, <laughs> uh, well we gotta we got a trek on here you know who is your home for all your diecast guys you know who it is i'm gonna tell you it's circleby.cast.com make sure you use code jtm to check out for free shipping on your order of 20 dollars or more this is the segment where we always tell you our diecast picks i have a feeling there might be a lazy pick in here or two i won't call them out for it but i'm looking at them Um, so Davey, why don't you go ahead and start?
0: I picked Coriola Joy's 2021, uh, the Circle B diecast car, the Stroker Ace Tribute. Pretty slick looking number seven car, um, nice and bright red, looks real pretty, and it gets over that threshold for the free shipping when you use code JTN. And, it's a pre-order, you won't get charged until you, until they ship it. So when they ship it you'll get charged but not for shipping because you will have used code JTN on your order.
3: Right. Mr. Matthew Steelman, do you have a selection? <laughs> I don't know if you saw
1: me just get mad there cuz I was going to find a Steven Wallace diecast but they don't have any for sale. <laughs> um I know we did the shirt last week, but I'm looking at uh, Alex Bowman's Pocono win on my birthday. My favorite driver won on my birthday. So that's pretty cool. I'm looking at his the pre order for his 2021 Ally Pocono Cup Series win, 124th uh, scale diecast.
3: I think you have to get that so. car. I
1: think, no, like, absolutely. Like,
3: legally, you have to get that car. And then you're going to get so yeah. spelled ATN.
1: I, yep. And I'm going to get uh, numbers off. I forgot how much it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Free shipping, bud. Free shipping. yeah, free shipping. free shipping. That's what it is. There you go. Yeah. Also, I ordered. Save hold, wait, hold on, I gotta. I'm, I gotta talk to our friends at Circle B because I don't know where my Jimmy Johnson shirt is. Hold on, let me do some search. I bought a Jimmy <laughs> Johnson IndyCar shirt, and it's actually,
4: yeah, I swore on this earlier, so internet. I'm actually adding the Alex
1: Bowman like that to my cart right There we go. So, yep. <laughs> hey, yep. I, I didn't have to say it. Did, oh, you're good. Did, you're back. You're
3: back. Did we yeah. catch that? We yep. did.
1: Did did we catch that? You
3: swore okay. earlier, so you have to add the car because that's the rule.
1: Real- yeah,
3: yeah. So, um, I know.
1: I also want to buy the the neon lights one, and I'm like, stop making me buy diecasts, please. <laughs>
3: hey, it's a good problem to have, yeah. let me tell you. But um, yeah. my pick this week, it's not <sighs> really a singular car, but Circle B Diecast has exclusive all metal one six four diecast. They have metal chassis, metal diecast mm. body as well as rubber tires. They're $15, dollars fourteen ninety nine. Um, But right now they have Chase Briscoe's, High Point, Christopher Bell's, Ream, a couple of Kyle Busch cars, a couple of Kevin Harvick cars, Eric Albarola, Ryan Blaney, uh, Ryan Newman, Chris Buescher, a bunch of cars that I've already reviewed in the normal version, which you can check out here on JTN. Shameless plug, but uh, a lot of really cool cars. I, I really want to get the Chase Briscoe one, but, you know, I'm getting ready to go back to school tonight, but it because it's really cool to have rubber tire cars again. And remember, you can use that code Ooh. JTN. You get two of them. you got $30. You're over that $20 threshold. You get free shipping. Again, that's code JTN at cir- our friends. CircleBedicast.com or PlanBsales.com for free shipping on your order of $20 or more. SRX is going to be slinging it around Slinger uh, this Saturday night. Uh, right now Slinger Nationals are going on. I don't know if uh, anyone can pull up an update right now. On what's uh, happening there. But, um... When are the Slayer Nationals gets into the SRX race. I'm really hoping it's Eric Jones, so that way Chase Elliott isn't the first active Cup Series driver to run an SRX. Um, <laughs> which we're not going to talk about that. That's a serious
1: Chase Elliott beef it's on this not- show. It's
3: not! Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a little side tangent real quick. <laughs> I loved Chase <laughs> Elliott when he was coming up. I- absolutely, you know, I have, Ch- I have a Chase Elliott Nationwide Series shirt. I, I got it all. Um, I have his darling. They didn't even podcast.
1: mention that he won the cup race.
3: <laughs> we did, yeah, we did. He said we it.
1: mentioned it before the show. Uh, I don't. Think, I don't yeah. think we mentioned on the show. Anyway, I, yeah. right, road, Course King. Road, Course King.
3: road Course King. Road Course King. Road Course King. Seven out of the last eleven. Only two away from the record in the cup series because we go to like eight road courses a year. Um,
1: yeah, you're literally just naming stats. It's true.
3: <laughs> though. Oh, I'm turning into that kind of YouTuber. Um, <laughs> That goes back to a conversation Matt and I had. We're not going to have it it right now. But um, Chase Elliott had (laughs) said something, and it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I hold a grudge because I'm a, I hold a grudge. Uh, He said something about hey, we don't need to be at racetracks all weekend, we don't need to be there for three days for a Cup Series race, and then now we're not doing it. Oh, you were so mad about that. I'm still mad about that, because now we're continuing to trend towards that. And I hate that, I hate that, that, oh, it costs too much money to be at the track for an extra day. Like, at least give me more than one practice on a Saturday, please, and give me qualifying. Qualifying (laughs) used to be lights out. Qualifying was lights out, and then we just, people tried to make it too expensive, and they ruined it. But, I digress. Um, Can I
1: go on a quick tangent about okay, so I don't I like Chase. He's not my favorite driver. He, I get why he kinda rubs people the wrong way about how he's really monotone and boring, but like so is Ryan Blaney and y'all love him too. Uh <laughs> It irritates the crap out of me how people are like, oh, he's a road course king. Like, like, yeah, he's won seven races on road courses over the last three years. Like, th- He's pretty friggin' good at them. And everybody's like, well, yeah, it's only because Hendrick does their their I mean, track attack thing. And it's two things. One, why is Larson the only other Hendrick driver to be able to do that on a road course since then? Two, why am I holding up two fingers for the first point? Uh, two... Uh, <laughs> Why what's stopping the other teams from doing that? What's stopping Gibbs and and Penske? I doubt it's money. They can feel they can take a backup car and go throw it around a road course and then be like, oh look, it's track attack.
0: I think the 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 difference is that Hendrick builds a separate car that is not a registered cup series car and they make it a lot like the Gen Six car. The other thing is I believe that when more teams start to do this, gains traction. I think it gets cut off at that point. I think two, three teams max start to do this. NASCAR says no, absolutely yeah, not. Because that's it, what I, the radar if, isn't big enough yet.
1: Yeah. And that's my thing is it's like if people have such an issue with it, if, if teams are going to be like, this is unfair, what's stopping you from doing it? Because if that's the way to get it to stop, then go do it. You know, otherwise you just sound like Ferrari and you're just going to complain about things and then get it banned. Um, like, everybody loves to complain about Ferrari, but, but they do the same stuff. I gotta count stuff. your first
3: point real quick, though. Uh, you said <laughs> okay, that yeah. the other guys haven't improved. Uh, they have definitely improved. No, I, race I'm race. not
1: saying they haven't improved. I'm but, just saying okay, Chase Elliott wipes s- the floor with everyone every time we go yeah, to, an, an, but, but to a race. But to say,
3: like, oh, well, why haven't they won? Well, Chase Elliott. I don't, I don't know. So you agree never, that he's
1: good at road courses?
3: Sure, he's better than his teammates at road <laughs> courses, but all his teammates have definitely benefited from the program, We're multiple too.
0: seconds so off yeah. the pace against Jimmy Johnson in a prototype, but we'll move on.
3: Um,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm just... But was, well, but yeah, but, but isn't, that a, isn't that <laughs> taken? Doesn't that go back to where Jimmy Johnson IndyCar thing earlier?
0: No. <laughs> yes, but it does. I know. <laughs> when you're looking at things
3: like that, you can't look at just finish. You have to look at what, what the bar was before the program and what the bar was after. Right. You can't just say, oh, well, yeah, so, you know, Chase Elliott was already higher than those guys on the road. I mean, it, it's not to say that he's like terrible at road course. The reason he's good at them is because of track attack. Yeah, that's, that, not, that's the thing that that's grinds the, that's my gears argument.
1: That's, is, is the people who are like, oh, yeah, well, it's only like who want to put asterisk next to every road course that Chase wins. And it's like, we don't do that for Austin Sendrick.
3: Yeah, but Austin Cindric has years <sighs> of road racing experience like actually racing. Yeah, it's a little. <sighs> we we didn't didn't do not do it for, for AJ Allmendinger.
1: Yeah, I was going mean. to say, well, AJ did, but I mean, we didn't do it for Jeff Gordon and he came from dirt. We didn't do it for Tony Stewart and he only ran ovals and in IndyCar.
0: Mm-hmm. It's for points.
1: You know why does? I guess it's just because it's popular to hate on Chase Elliott that we're going to be like, oh, whatever. It's like when people would crap on Dale Jr. for winning plate races like, oh, yeah, screw him for being good at one thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like how dare you have a specialty
3: how dare you be good at one thing more than
1: one yeah else?
3: no i just i i think um yeah but i think there's also that that section of fans that won't acknowledge that they that hendrick has all oh like, yeah benefited i mean look at how yeah. good william byron is like he hasn't been able to finish a road course race but he had multiple poles
1: yeah. on road courses and yeah it- and- <laughs> It just takes it back to like literally every team cheats. It's just who gets oh, caught. Yeah. And if the teams have a problem with the track attack thing, go do it too, Because <laughs> if you can afford to field four full-time cup cars, you can build a fifth one to go screw around on a road course with.
3: You know I think the other thing is, too, it's like so blatantly, like yeah. everyone knows it is, but I think that's what, that's what rubs me the wrong way. It's not like being, it's not being smart about cheating. You know what I mean? There's yeah. like an art to cheating. I think it's like a lot of the old heads would say, art to
1: it. Yeah, and I know there's gonna be somebody in the comments who's gonna be like, oh, yeah, no, there's well, no one G-. in the
3: comments. Yeah. Don't, okay. Don't. Well, in
1: my <laughs> theoretical comment section, there's gonna be somebody who's like, yeah, well, if you know, with the total straw man thing, like, well, if Gibbs or Penske did it, it would get banned, and it's like we don't know that because they haven't tried it. So yep. if they try it and they <laughs> it gets banned, then we'll know. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then, and then, if Hendrick gets to keep doing it, then you can cry fair play.
3: Right.
1: Or unfair play.
3: Right, So, on to the topic at hand, because we are yeah. fast approaching a very long episode.
1: <laughs> <Soft> whoopsies. Uh, <laughs> S- you know.
3: SRX so, at Slinger. Uh, just make a pick real quick. It's going to be a great race. That's kind of what the topic we were supposed to be talking about for the last a 10, <laughs> 10 or so minutes was. But
1: You guys are doing great. I had to passionately um, defend a driver I'm not that big of a fan of. Bam! Michael Waltrip. Name. Done. Yeah, Michael
3: like Waltrip. I like it. I'm gonna pick him.
2: Actually,
3: what? I wanted to pick him. I just I Spicy. want Mikey to win because I be, <sighs> you know I hate and Matt kind of ragged on him. So you have no say right now. I Michael Waltrip. It's not about liking him. It's about acknowledging. <laughs> it's about, it's not acknowledging, it's about, it's not about acknowledging that he is a successful Cup Series I... driver. He has four wins. He has an All Star win. So he has five wins. And like yeah, people but- people don't realize like oh Trevor Bayne's a bust. Um he won a cup series That's race. That's also
1: implying that there was hype around Trevor Bayne.
3: True. <sighs> Um, it's just it's like everyone like careful
1: i like trevor Bain.
3: but that's what i'm saying like everyone thinks if you don't win multiple championships now you're a bust because they gotta make a youtube video about it like i I don't say when
1: you put stuff on paper it doesn't look as good to be like four-time nascar winner to two or three-time nascar champion tony stewart you know so. Like,
3: Michael Walsh was a is good Michael, race car driver. It's Michael Waltrip, a Hall of Famer. No, no one's trying to make that argument, not. but to, just to say that he was like he absolutely sucked. Like that, people. I just I hate it when people. Do that. It's like it's like if they said, "Oh, Dale Jr. sucks," because like I went on to the
1: show. Was, I defended Stephen Wallace. Do you really I think know, I think Michael Waltrip no, 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 no. sucks?
3: No, it, it was just I just wanted to throw it out there. No, 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 no listen, listen, because I no, felt no. so bad because when they no. They interviewed Mikey and he said something along the lines of, Well, he's doing it to prove to everyone that he's a a successful race car driver. And I just hate the fact that he feels he has to go out and do Yeah. I mean, I just,
2: I I do
1: agree. Joe and I right now are like that Top Gear clip where, from where James is all mad about how much he dislikes this car. And Jeremy's like, Yeah, I agree with you. And James is like, No, you're not listening. It's.
3: So bad for him because <laughs> michael waltrip deserves to be in the cup series booth for fox he like he deserves all this stuff and no everyone's just gonna always acknowledge him as daryl's little brother and i hate it yeah because he does guy- not deserve i agree again. with you no Am i know i, fit- oh, I know yeah. I'm not, this isn't aimed at you no, it doesn't have to be Joe, aimed at somebody. but what
0: about spin gate
3: <laughs> yep because that was his fault he it was him not ty norris that said hey yeah we all love ty row. norris
0: so much but spin game, Mikey, bad.
1: Anyway, it, I'm picking. I'm picking Bobby Labonte.
0: If you had just picked Michael Waltrip, I would have ended right, the podcast. Real right, quick, right, right, it would right, have right, been
3: right. real quick. Scenes. Real quick. Ty Norris on the Dale Jr. download. He's like the yes. only reason we got penalized was because I told Brian Thickers to pit for no reason, not because my boyer spun. Like
1: a great episode of the Dale Jr. download. Really good. By really by really good. absolutely. Good. Oh, there's
0: there. a lot. There's not just spin yeah. gate stuff. It's That's
1: really because of that. They also might get Teresa on the show, which is cool.
3: That would be so, great. That would be yeah. a fantastic episode. Dale probably that, sitting there and Mike Davis asking like really pointed questions.
0: The tension in that room if that happens oh, you will be able to feel it. Like I'm I can just, feel it at some points in the Ty Norris one just from them talking and the Jimmy Spencer one as I well. I love you the could Jimmy tell. Spencer one. Dale was, Dale was borderline uncomfortable to
1: listen to Yeah, because he was like you could just tell. there's That's just...
3: what makes for good content though.
1: It was good. It was That's good. why I try to ask it drivers side after note. races jimmy spencer it. is terrible at telling stories
0: we we cannot oh get
1: into this but yes God. he is we uh, don't have the time we don't, don't have care. the time to talk yeah. about how jimmy bad Spencer's it was great we're getting we're getting as sidetracked as jimmy spencer did on his interview um it's
0: true jimmy
4: it's
1: true i picked great. bobby labani for srx yep. anyway right.
0: i really wish you would have picked on. michael waltrip after all of that it would have been yeah a funny.
1: should we go three for three michael waltrip
0: no, I, you, no picked you, bobby picked, Labonte. you You stick with it
3: yeah you stick we went over this last time you can't change your pick um I like how you're feeling right at home here. This is making me very happy. I wrote Atlanta <laughs> repave twice on my sheet to check the time. so I was really thinking about it. Um, but speaking but the of the co- bus,
0: they're they're are oh, uh, 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 we're we're in Atlanta.
3: We are, but we're gonna talk about Atlanta repave first. I, no, why? <laughs> why? Damn,
0: pig. Let's get the pigs out of the way, no,
2: man. No, oh. no,
3: because we can't. We end with the like the last thing.
2: We just did picks. <laughs> we were
1: splitting picks
3: down. Yeah. I mean, you want to pick uh, Cup? If you want to pick Cup, pick Cup. Go no, ahead. it's fine. Let's talk, no, about, no, the
0: no, Let's no, talk no, about the, the repave. Let's talk about the damn uh, repave. Atlanta's no. getting narrow. They're making Charlotte. I don't. I don't like it. They're making Charlotte. That's <laughs> I'm all okay doing. with the
1: repave. I'm they're okay with the steeper some, banking.
0: You're going to use some stupid pavement, and they're going to make Charlotte out of Atlanta. and That's Dude, all it's that... going to
1: be. That iRacing video that they posted to promote it, like, infuriated me. It's
0: like, okay, that's
2: cool. Um, awesome.
0: Yeah. The back. really inaccurate next-gen car on iRacing is <laughs> racing on the new Atlanta. Okay.
1: They're cool. like, hey, look, it's a bunch of cars driving the same speed, not passing each other in a pack. Isn't this what you guys want? And it's like, <laughs> no, you just made a, st- a really bad stop-motion race into a real thing. <laughs> like.
3: Yes! <laughs> <laughs>
4: here,
1: you just took, her. like, when you've created an NR, when you have an NR two thousand three offline race and the drafting distance is set too high, so they all just run in a pack, not passing each other. Just but, uh,
3: like showed us a uh, second Daytona race.
1: Yeah, or Ouch. our Texas race that we ran a couple weeks. Man, ago. <laughs>
3: well,
0: that's rough.
1: Um, like imagine going back to like if you've ever if you've never watched the last twenty laps of the two thousand one Atlanta race. Where Harvick and uh, Gordon had their photo finish, go back and watch like the last twenty laps, where you have Dale Jarrett, Dale Junior, Jerry Nadeau, and those two guys, and they're all running different lines, and all these passes are happening. And somebody at NASCAR looked at that and was like, "We hate that. Let's make the track really narrow and full throttle all the time."
3: That, that that's doing two things. That's one giving NASCAR too much credit for yeah. Back. Well, that's good. Yeah, and and two. There's a nostalgia crisis. Yeah, I mean, there is because yeah. you can't you can't go back like everyone thinks. Oh, just go back to 2003. Make the cars like 2003, <laughs> make the car. We I'm not saying that's what you're saying. Yeah, and, and please, please, please do not think that I'm like trying to. Like, I, I heard this down.
1: whole rant like two I weeks just... ago and I felt not <sighs> targeted by it. So don't worry. Um, <laughs>
3: I just, I, I hate, it's a nostalgia crisis, but it is, it's, oh, well, let's just go back and let's, let's race like they were when I was four or five years old, like, of course you're always going to be in love with that, because that's when you fell in love with the, and also, counterpoint,
1: I watched that that for the first time, like, two or three years ago, I was six years old when that race happened,
3: so, counterpoint, when did you fall in love with NASCAR,
1: it was 2001, but I didn't watch that race.
3: Okay, but uh, and I also remember
1: nothing about that year. And yes, I am obviously nostalgic (laughs) for early two thousand NASCAR, but I'm also uh, looking at this with completely fresh eyes and being like, "Wow, that was incredibly fun to watch."
3: But there's still something in your brain, like, like
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's my here's my thing with this, and
0: it's it's what makes it more difficult with this with NASCAR and motorsport as a whole compared to other sports. Is NASCAR has the burden of being really one of the few sports that's heavily altered by the course of time, right? right? Other sports can more or less maintain the same the same general shape, the same general rules, the same general look, same general playing styles, you know, to an extent. Soccer, football, baseball, more or less you can get an idea of what's going on in the game if you choose a game from the 1900s all the way to the 2000s 2010s. It's the same game, more or less the same exact thing. Racing, like I said, has the burden of being the only thing that is heavily associated with the time period that it took place in. Right? Like, when you think of 2003 NASCAR, you think of the Gen 4 bodies. You think of cars getting up under the rear ends of cars with the low noses and, and you know, you think you know crappy, cloudy Darlington and, like, you, know, you think of the 70s and you think of Guys with no gloves on, you know, dying every other weekend, and you know, those are real men because they're putting it all on the line, and it's associated with that machinery because that's what we had at the time. The sport changes so much; every every little bit that you grow up with, well, it'll never compare to what is currently here. In the sense, like like in the in the reverse way, what what we have now will never compare. But you know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah, like. I, my favorite time of NASCAR is 2007, 2008. Like that's when I, 2008 was awful, but like 2007, like I think that's the best year of NASCAR racing in history. Is that true? Probably not. But like I associate 2007 with the gen four bodies with the, with the twisted sisters. I love the twisted sisters. That's what we had at the time. People now look at the twisted sisters and say that they're ugly as sin. I understand that. I disagree because I grew up with it. the And we become attached to those things because it becomes the identity of that time period. You know, there's NASCAR, the identity of, of each era of NASCAR is really, really dependent on the technology of the time. So it's really hard to look at NASCAR from, you know, stand back a little bit and look at it for what it is, because it is impossible to think about motorsport as a general in as in general as an entity, not just nascar without associating a time period with it that you grew up with
1: because it's still, but i'm not i'm not trying to say we should just go back to the 2001 rules package i'm saying this from the perspective of i just saw the coke 600 in person and i watched over the course of 10 laps every i'm not exaggerating you can ask all the other people there all 40 cars (laughs) literally spaced out evenly perfectly evenly about two car lengths apart and ran like that for 600 miles yeah. It was literally nothing that happened that entire race. Should have came to and, Jacksonville with me, weaver and Tommy, dude, it was awful. Like it was, it was so fun to sit there and, and crap all over that race with like Steven and Mikey <laughs> and the whole game. But like literally they would restart and there'd be battles for a couple laps. And then all the cars would just perfectly space out and ride like that for the whole race. Um Yeah. and And then and it's like why is that the direction you want to go nothing's happening yes cars are close but nothing happened it was just kyle larson ran laps for 400 laps and that was it and it's like you it yes there is obviously nostalgia goggles but you go back and you watch a package where it was about the drivers you know it's i've i've said this on twitter is that the new package and and like it's one of the reasons why Charlotte is so bad is because it's a single groove track that you run wide open. Like there's no, there's no room for the drivers to do anything. And that's one of the reasons why Atlanta, even with this package has been kind of good is because the drivers can do stuff. They can move around. There's multiple grooves and I'm using the 2001 race as an example. Because you have five different drivers coming and going over the course of thirty laps, and they're all running different lines, and you're like, "Man, that's cool. We should try to emulate that." Instead, they're like, "No, let's just make them slot cars." Like My we've cars seen. I disagree, but um... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where what's the entertainment value in this? I don't get it. Like, why yeah. is this the direction we want to go? It's not enjoyable to watch.
0: I mean, it's that—that's even in person. Onus, it
1: sucked to watch, you know.
0: That's been the, I mean, yeah, money, money, money. I mean, that's been the onus of. I mean, that's that's been the big question, right? I'm sure we'll have another next gen roundup closer to when the next gen happens, and we'll discuss this in a little more detail. Yeah. But I, I was talking to Tommy today, friend of the show, Tom Huberto, uh, 2003 aficionado. Um, I was talking to him today. He was. I mean, we were talking like. That like the next gen car is coming at such a crucial time. I mean, it's almost like a movie script. You, yeah. you couldn't and you couldn't even write this. It's coming at such a crucial time in the sport where there's a lot of division, there's a lot of discourse, a lot of back and forth, a lot of decisions to be made, a lot of growth, a lot of not that. You know, it's kind of yeah. it's it's coming at a really uh, turbulent time, and it's going to kind of you know whether it should be or it shouldn't be. It's going to kind of be the tell all for the future of NASCAR, I feel like. Whether I mean it and and that, again, maybe it shouldn't be. Yeah, maybe it should and be that, something else. That's the that's thing that makes
1: me so nervous about the next gen is it's I am I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for it because it's it's looking to solve a lot of the problems that the current car has, but in doing so it's leading them down a path that I don't think is gonna produce good racing even if the package is better like it's like okay we're going we're gonna have the diffuser and we're gonna so it's gonna generate all its aerodynamic grip through the floor so dirty air is less of a problem And it's like yeah but we're just creating more wide open racing and like dirty air is a pr- is exacerbated as a problem because we're running wide open and it's everything single groove and i feel like it's just gonna make it even more single groove i don't know
0: Jay, you've been, you've been fermenting over there. Yeah. You've been ruminating. I, I can
1: see you stewing up there.
3: When, there's nothing wrong with wanting things to come back to the way they are, but you have to acknowledge the reality that you... And this isn't towards either of you. Yeah. But again, I I just I hate the whole, oh, it's crap on NASCAR because it's fun, and haha look at me, I'm getting my clicks.
1: Um... I mean, I obviously don't do it for attention because I, oh, yeah. I don't care about clout. No, I it's get just it. like I, I love NASCAR and I've grown up with this and it frustrates me to watch something that I used to enjoy so much go down this path to where it's like, yeah, we're just OK with it sucking and not being fun to watch. Right. Yeah, it feels like it's abandoning you, especially, yeah, it, you know, it's like it's the same thing. where It's a similar thing of when I've like, obviously, I don't know everything but it's a similar feeling of like when i watch football and i watch a team do something incredibly stupid and i'm like how am i here sitting on my couch understanding what you should have done there and you're not like it it, and obviously i don't know that maybe i'm wrong about that but there are things where it's like the atlanta repave where everybody's talked about how bad charlotte's been for the last few races and how and how much everybody loves the multi groove rough nature of of atlanta and they're like yeah, so let's just make it like the track that everybody hates, and it's like, how how do you guys not like look on Twitter for five minutes, and you'll understand <laughs> that people don't like this. Like the drivers love Atlanta. Ask them, you know. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I just, I'm trying to figure out how to put them in a concise way. Yeah. Um, and it's not to discount people, you know, wanting to change, want to get better. It's it's not. It's just about. I hate to see people, like, disappointed. Right? Yeah. It,
1: and, like, I also want to say that, like, I'm going to give the Atlanta reprofile profile a chance. I hope it works, but it's not a, it doesn't look promising as, as is.
3: And so. here's, the th- if we're going to judge something by iRacing, uh, as a yeah. podcast that likes to talk about it, is based in sim racing yeah. even though we never talk about it um we know that eye racing is not always 100 percent accurate not even sometimes 75 percent accurate maybe not even 50 percent accurate most of the time um yep. the like to see people and it goes back to people being closed-minded and it go it, go, it just goes back to so many of these, these laws and in humans in general yeah. but uh, see, I can't even look at the camera or look at you guys on my screen because I'm, st- I'm like trying to formulate how to say this. So if I look at you guys, I like, get <laughs> well, distracted.
1: And, and bef- before you get here, I would say that my skepticism with the iRacing thing is not about like that they went on iRacing and they're like, look how it's going to race. It's the fact that they presented that and they're like, this is what we want. Right. And it's like, why is that what you want? Nobody else wants that.
3: Right. And... Yeah.
1: And I I mean, obviously, at the same time, NASCAR fans can't decide what they want, so I understand why (laughs) there is some confusion. Oh, like, oh, okay. Quick tangent. It irritated the crap out of me about after the (laughs) Darlington race when people were like screaming ticker, and they're like, "How are people calling this good racing?" Like, look at how spread out they are. And I'm like, "Do you watch the race, or do you just look at numbers?" Because if you watch the race, there were dry, there were battles all race. But if you just stare at the ticker all day, then like, yeah, it's going to look bad. Like what?
3: that same race, if it happened five years ago, complained about, and that's, that's oh, yeah. the issue it's also, I have. It, it's,
1: it's the it's the benefit of lowered expectations is the other thing.
3: I don't think it's that. I think it's the fact it, it goes back to uniqueness. That race is unique. Yes. Yeah. Again, it's a unique racetrack, but also now we've added that the packages um have these two different packages, two
2: different packages. So those are um
3: and partially lowered expectations.
1: Yeah,
2: for
3: sure. Because,
1: like, we've been so so conditioned to just watching guys run full throttle and the cars are stuck to the track. And then you actually see, you know, the drivers and the track become a challenge for once in, like, five years. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, why are we not doing this anymore? That was why
0: I thought it was such a good race. That's why I loved it so much. And, like, it's not for everyone, but that's... I, I remember having this exact discussion with Joe, like, the, I I loved the race because of it, I
1: couldn't keep my yeah, eyes it, off it. Yeah, it was a blast, even though the, like, true X-ray and laps around everybody else, I had so much fun watching that race because so much was happening. Yep.
3: So. That's, where my, that's where my brain fails me, it's like, hey, let's look at everything. Yeah. But, um, I, there are so many things that I'm... Talk about the car too, and NASCAR again. It, it's such a pivotal time. It's like a move. This is the time that you have to have this car. This car has to be not a success. Go back to the drawing board, and you hope you have enough time to correct. Yeah. Um, that's a big hope. But I, my worry with the car is that it is so under, and this that it's it's they're building it to have so much aero-dependency under the car, it's like they're going from one extreme to another, and when you go yeah. from one extreme to another, that's where the issue lies. Um, th- th- there seems to be a lack, and whether this is a team thing, a sanctioning body thing, an engineering thing, whatever it may be, there seems to be a lack of wanting to find a compromise. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this track is in the, this reconfiguration, you know, they didn't talk to drivers, and I don't think you have to talk to drivers. I, I don't think... I don't think they had to talk to any of these drivers if they want to yeah. if they if marcus smith wants to blow up the atlanta motor speedway and build a casino on it that's his prerogative <laughs> it's his racetrack he has two cup series dates for it
1: can you do that with texas while he's at it too i mean
3: that's the one we'd hope but you never know yeah um to see drivers like and people being like well the drivers didn't have any input blah 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 sometimes when drivers have the input into it you don't like, you don't get the and, most success and
1: and to be fair that is a really good point because i do remember jimmy johnson years ago saying that they should knock down the banking at daytona and make it like auto club and everybody was like jimmy stop talking <laughs> so that is a fair point i will say that it, it, i'm i'm saying it more from a perspective of like when you have all these drivers saying like this is right. great and they're like what if we did the opposite
3: <laughs> no and and That's not the point I was trying I'm I'm more so trying to harp on the people just being like, Oh, they completely ignored the drivers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like Not necessarily
3: Uh that they're doing the opposite of what the drivers want, but the fact that they so they and they openly admit to it. Yeah, that's, and they were like, "Yeah, that's what, what runs me want.
2: the wrong like, way." I run this.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. Like trying they to they be macho like, I'll about it. i do
2: whatever I want because it's, it's my. Yeah, track.
0: it's like it's like they're trying to make that like a cool thing, as if the as if the drivers haven't been yearning for you oh, know yeah. a lot of what a lot of the fans kind of want anyway. We're, Welcome kinda, to Atlanta, baby. I'll talk to only the listeners right now. Um, yeah, it was weird how they like made that like a selling point. Like we didn't consult yeah. any drivers. Yeah. We made the track easier to drive because we wanted to.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Well, we had the. We wanted to water down
1: mind. our product,
3: and that's what <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way. That they're, like you said, they're, they're making it a selling point.
1: Um, yeah, it's weird. That's not it's not something weird. that
3: I want you to sell me on. That's. That, I'll take that if I ask you the question. Did you? All right, Ruth, did you it, it me, would no, be like I'd if be somebody.
1: Okay? It's like if somebody looked at Burger King's slogan being have it your way and they'd be like, we'll do it however we want. And then they're like, why Check is ball, nobody yeah. buying our food? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just it's I don't know. I, I think it could yeah. be a success. I I, think, I hope it's a success. I yeah. think everyone's, you know, again, we can't base. So I think we've been shown we can't base how irony. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, it's I mean, it, it's going to come down to the car, right? I mean, we we yep. can't make it like I think people who are judging this are are judging this strongly. I saw a lot of strong judgment on on Twitter and stuff. Like it's really unfair because we don't know how this car is going to drive. We don't. We have no yeah. idea. We have an idea. We have an idea, the but theory, we don't. We yeah. really don't like in traffic with the correct package. You know, after however many races into the season that we get to Atlanta whatever that whatever schedule looks like at that point
1: yeah um, and that, that's why i say i'm like cautiously optimistic because i'm like i want it to work i have my reservations i'm not hoping it fails but you know from my however like 20 years of watching racing i was like okay so i have a general idea of how things work and this some of these things don't make sense or seem like they're going down a path that doesn't make sense and obviously i'm not an expert but yeah. i hope it works you know, I don't want NASCAR to go away. I want to enjoy NASCAR and, you know, and in their defense over the last year and a half, I've enjoyed racing a ton more than I did from like 2017 to 2019. So, yeah, I hope the next gen works and I hope the Atlanta reconfigure works, but it's sketching me out a little bit.
3: You know, something that does work is the current Atlanta and we head there for the final time this weekend. <laughs>
1: Weird.
0: Wait wait wait, 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 hold on. Hold on, hold on, Joe. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that maybe we should have done our picks first before going into a deep discussion about a no. repave of one of the most beloved tracks on the schedule? No, huh, because
3: weird. I think our picks are pointless. Listen, um, Atlanta Motor Speedway is this weekend. It's Ouch. our last race. I, I, I don't think I, no one's keeping track. So, um,
2: AJ Allmendinger and um, Kyle Larson.
3: All right. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I was gonna say it's the last race here. It's the middle of the summer. It's in the day. I don't know. If you thought that was a good idea, but they're allowing coolers. That's cool. <laughs> Which, by the way, they had it like earmarked. Oh well, there's special entrance. Like it's always why? been the case. Why do you have to? Why there's always been like it's an weird. express are- lane.
1: Well, yeah. Why are coolers all of a sudden an issue in NASCAR races? Other than COVID, but money,
3: yeah, I, I, money. How, how does COVID spread anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to open up your for two
0: Yeah, like the cooler thing I don't quite get. Okay. Just get a little stick, get a little stick and wheel Jeez. it around. Yeah.
1: Just Whatever. stick our fingers all in and feel around. Brother, I don't. <laughs> yeah, like you don't got to. It's even one of those things where it's like, if you're going to have like a weapon in your cooler, like you're not going to put a gun in there because then it's going to get full of water and then it's not going to work. <laughs> And if you put a knife in there, what happens when you go to reach for a beer and then you cut yourself?
3: Yeah, but someone good that points. not gonna think that way. Also, it's a cooler. That sounds
1: like something somebody who was trying to hurt somebody would say. Also, though. just
0: get a stick. Get, get, get a little <laughs> stick. Get yeah. A little stick. See, oh, yeah. look, I see your cooler. Here's That's my stick. What I'm on i
1: I'm on a <laughs>
0: no. Oh, okay. Cool. What Thanks
4: they
0: do. Here's my here's my <laughs> stick. Oh, you're you're you 2 oh, okay. Oh. Okay. I Let remember, me
3: uh I've never and if you're issue. concerned about
0: if you're concerned about spreading COVID to someone else's cooler, alcohol
2: wipe stick, yeah. wipe.
3: Oh. Um, that's what they've always done—is the little sticks too. I just I don't I I. Yeah. It, it was a money grab, it because it was an extra anyway. way for them to make revenue since they lost revenue last year.
1: That, that or NASCAR is like, hey, uh, no water, uh, die.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can't complain about the product them, if you're dead. Yeah damn it yeah. nashville <laughs>
1: it's like that meme where it's it's uh oh my god i'm forgetting the name of uh famous communist dictator russia but it's like how to stop unhappiness just kill everyone who's unhappy stalin it's stalin yeah
3: definitely <sighs> very much stalin.
0: i just saw i just saw a tweet from denny hamlin oh that made a really good point on the atlanta 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 Daddy Daddy. With all due respect, this same group has reconfigured Texas, Kentucky, and Bristol with zero driver input. One of those lost race. Other one we don't race anymore. And last one we put do- dirt over it. Got a point. Oof. Hey, ouch! That's kind of rough.
3: Based?
1: Based? D- ring ring. Hello, yeah. a base department. Oh, it's for you. God, that's kind <laughs> of oh, that's kind of rough.
3: <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's where, and that's where my uh, old driver input thing is. You don't necessarily need to contact them, but if you continue to screw up, maybe yeah. All. Spusters, Matthew, uh... Uh...
1: Thanks. I'm gonna go with, uh, my boy Lil' Gator, Justin Allgaier, for Saturday. And for Sunday, I'm not gonna take Kyle Larson. Uh... Who's been running good recently? Uh, give me Kyle Busch. That's, give me another Kyle.
3: That's a good one. Because um, I, I was thinking,
1: I was like, Ryan Blaney won there earlier, but Ryan Blaney did his thing where he's like, "I'm going to win my one race and then run 14th every week." Yeah. So
3: and his yeah. crew chief cr- cr- is retiring at the end of the year, so maybe it's a little late season. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, for Saturday, the easy pick would be Kyle Busch, so he can sweep five for five in Xfinity this year, and people hopefully stop complaining about him forever. Um, I hate it, but that's. It, Another I'm issue, another day. Um, yeah, oh
2: God, but I'm going to
3: a, yeah. I'm take Daniel Hemrick because I'm just going to keep doing it every week and continue to be disappointed every week. Um, for Cup, let's go ahead. We're going to go with Brad Keselowski. He's always been really good here at Atlanta. Um, won the 2019 race here in the spring, held off Truex. That was like everyone's first uh, indicator that the current package was not going to be good. And uh, so i goes go with Brad Keselowski, plus he needs to win a race. I feel like that team's just waiting to win one randomly like they normally do. Uh, a long shot for you. Matt Benedetto. he's going to start 12th. That 21 car has been really good on the mile and a half. Last yes. year and a half, so I wouldn't be shocked to see if they can pull off the proverbial upset late in the season with six races left before the start of the playoffs. Well. That's, we got through everything. We did it. That was took a, us like an
1: hour and forty five minutes
3: uh hour thirty nine minutes but <laughs> yes um that's a good one S- split it up, have it with dinner and then have
0: it
2: with your uh midnight yeah. snack
3: there you go but um math Mr matthew steelman guest 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 joiner host i don't know uh you can buy his merch that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. On the JTM merch store, we have a JTM merch store link below. We'll also separately link his merch. He's going to get his sticker out, too, I believe.
1: I can't find the sticker.
3: <laughs> got that on a t-shirt as well as a sticker. Probably should put it on a hoodie because, you know, more options yeah. for people. But, uh, Matt, what? Uh, where else can they find stuff from you?
1: Um, I am on YouTube at June 88 rocks but, I, uh, I mean, if you want to see memes, I post there. Uh, I'm on Twitter at at msteelman51 it would be at unofficial bay so i could have some brand uniformity but that twitter handle has been taken by an ariana grana stand who hasn't tweeted in three years so uh <laughs> still mad about that and uh to, i have a twitch at unofficial bay but i never stream but i might and i don't know uh <laughs> t- follow me on twitter if you want to see my bad takes about racing and and stupid stuff that i draw So.
3: I have all those linked in the description below. Ew. Davey, you can find him at...
0: Um, at Davey Hazard on Twitter, at D7H5 on Instagram, and at d 7 h 5 on Twitch. That is with an ER at the end of that one.
3: All of Davey's things below, of course, where you can find more from me. I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. Uh, at Joto Network here on YouTube, at Joto Network on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, where I just post little clips whenever I feel like it. And uh, you can stay up to date with us that way. Facebook and Twitter, obviously, the best way. And then you can subscribe with notifications turned on so you don't miss a single live broadcast or any time a video goes up here. Once again, I want to thank Mr. Matthew Steelman, Matt Steelman, pioneer of the Makita Truck Series, uh, Dale Jr. 88 Rocks here on YouTube, also uh, producer, host of Oof Football podcast. Assume that's going to be starting right. up here in a month or—I so. forgot
1: I do a podcast.
3: I'll have that linked as well. <laughs> um, let us know if you like. Are, that you, gotta, on the are show. you guys going to do any more of that? Huh? Real quick.
1: Yeah, uh, I was thinking about that today at work. I was like, I need to post in the server. Like, when do we want to do our off-season wrap-up? Because like the off-season for the NFL is so long, and like free agency and trades happen all throughout. So
0: okay, I just we'll I was wanted it. to let the people let the people know that is so so will be coming back in some capacity. We are I hope we are, I,
1: yeah. Yeah, cool. sure. I don't know. I'll just do a podcast by myself if nobody else is interested. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: but folks, can't thank you enough for tuning in, for listening, for watching, whatever it may be, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, any of those, or here on YouTube where you got to see our stupid faces. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to watch this, and have a wonderful rest of your day week or night or whatever it may be, and enjoy the Atlanta Motor Speedway and the Slinger SRX race this weekend. We'll see you guys next week.
2: Bye, guys.